Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. back to week four inside of this series on reclaiming your purpose, reclaiming your power through your chart, through astrology, and all the goodness we have been diving into since we began this journey with a conversation about the witch wound. So if you are just jumping in to this conversation, maybe you're new to the podcast, maybe you just haven't listened in a while, I want you to know that the last few weeks we have had a conversation actually i said it's week four my god we're on week five so the last four weeks has been leading up to this conversation about one of my favorite energies in the chart which is persephone so you are welcome to continue diving into this episode it will not throw you off to not have gone through the other ones But I do suggest that if you are just starting this journey with me on the episode around Persephone, go back four weeks from now, start with the witch wound, go through the ancestral karma conversation, Lilith series, and we're going to land here. So like I said, no need to turn this off, but please, I implore you to go and dive into the journey we have taken as a community here. Uh, around these dark feminine energies, these ancestral and karmic signatures, and how you can truly start to find your power through working with them. So today we're going to be talking about Persephone, as I mentioned, and she is one of my favorite signatures. I think I mentioned in the last episode on Ceres, which is her mother, Demeter or Demeter, however we want to say that, whatever, it doesn't matter. But um, I, I believe it was in that episode that I mentioned when I was younger, I was literally obsessed with mythology and particularly the story of Persephone, Hades, Demeter, and... Uh, Hecate. Hecate came in later in life. I wasn't aware of her story when I was a kid, but the Elysian mysteries and this group or trio of the triple goddess has always been something very, very important to me. Now, something you guys should know about my signature and my chart is that my Hecate is conjunct my midheaven and it is a very key player inside of my chart. It's exactly conjunct my Jupiter as well. So Hecate is a huge signature for me. Persephone is also in my 10th house. So this is why this signature particularly is so big for me and why I think it is part of my work and what I teach inside of its karmic and why I find it so important to work with these signatures. But outside of that, There is so much power to be found in what is called the triple goddess. And the triple goddess essentially can be broken down into Persephone, Ceres or Demeter, and Hecate. And these energies work together as the maiden, the mother, and the crone. And the maiden, the mother, the crone teach us these different parts of our lives and of our journey. Now, we start out as the maiden. All women start out as the maiden 
we all move into a mother phase, whether we decide to have children physically or not, and we all move into a crone phase. And these phases can interchange in our lives based on what we're going through. You know, when we start out something new or a new line of work or something, we do begin a maiden phase again. When we feel like we're really in the midst of things and we might feel a new journey coming on, but it's it's more solid. You have more information and wisdom. You might feel like the mother. And then there's always an ending phase, right? The dark moon phase. You know, we focus heavily on the dark moon inside of my monthly membership because that is the crone phase. That is the wisdom phase and the shedding phase and the purging phase. We're going to talk about Hecate next week, but Persephone, we begin with this conversation around the maiden. And what can the maiden show you around your fears and your fears of stepping into your purpose? How can the maiden show you that? It's a great question, right? Because she is something we start with, especially early in life. She represents so many things. So Persephone in the chart, it really speaks to your frequency of learning and starting But on the low octave, it can speak to the energy of not knowing the self and naivety and where you're going to find that naivety in your chart. And when we look at that signature, and we're going to use this energy of really not knowing the self as our conversation today with Persephone in order to teach you where you might be playing small. This is a frequency that can show you how you can reclaim your power. And inside of its karmic, I teach exactly how to read her signatures, how she moves through the signs and the houses, what she offers as true liberation. And one thing we have to know about Persephone is is a bit about her story, right? So some of you listening might know Persephone's story. You might be like a big fan. Most of the people I draw into my stratosphere are big Persephone souls. But one thing we need to know about her is that at the beginning of her journey, she is the naive maiden, you know, picking flowers, unaware of her surroundings. She is deeply, uh, deeply smothered by her mother, overprotective, overbearing. We talked about Ceres last week, right? Nurturance and how you may not be filling your own cup and that might be holding you back. And with Persephone, that energy of over nurturance or overprotective frequencies comes in and so she is just sort of in this meadow picking these flowers believing that everything is safe because the world has been padded for her the world has been hidden from her almost right the chaos the strife the intensity that one would see has been shielded from her eyes by her mother so that she blindly doesn't see what is coming when Pluto or Hades jumps up from the underworld and kidnaps her and takes her into his world, right? 
to marry her. And there are many versions of this story. You know, one is the the rape of Persephone. Other versions have sort of lightened that message. But really what happens is she's taken. And in this frequency, she doesn't know who she is. Okay, at the start of the story, she doesn't know who she is. And through her journey in the underworld, through everything she goes through, she finds her power. Now, this whole story, you were welcome to go deeper into the whole myth. I won't read it all here, but this whole story speaks to your life and my life and every woman's life and man, because we all have these frequencies within us of not knowing the self or not even being aware of your surroundings and how your naivety or unawareness or unwillingness to look beyond into the shadows may be holding you back from everything that's outside of that view, right? And it's really when we are ripped into our spiritual awakenings, these these big, hard, dark nights of the soul, that we find our purpose, we find our power, and we find ourselves. And Persephone shows us where we might not be looking for the truth about ourselves, for the truth around our stories. When we dive into her energy in the chart, we can see this area of really tapping into reclaiming or even not even reclaiming. Sometimes it's like, it's claiming your power, right? Claiming that you have gained enough wisdom or you've gone on a journey to receive the lessons knowledge you need in order to move forward or in order to liberate yourself in order to go after what you really want and often what happens when we're in the Persephone phase or the maiden phase is we actually don't know what we want which is okay because we're always in these cycles right I talk a lot about our seasons of growth and our seasons of self but there's also you know our our maiden mother crone phases that are ever-changing, as I mentioned. So you might be in a moment where you are still discovering who you are. And then you might figure it out, right? And then move into a crone phase where you're like, yep, I know who I am, what I'm doing. And then you kind of die all over again and you have to go back into that maiden phase. And so we're always kind of figuring out who we are. And within that figuring out who we are, we figure out, okay, well, why am I here? Why is it so important to me to do something sacred here? And I I know you would be listening to this podcast if you didn't feel like you had a big mission or if you wanted to do something great in your life. This doesn't mean great, like save the world. This means like something that feels important to you something that feels sacred to you, whatever that work is. I've talked about this in this series a lot about purpose and how your purpose doesn't have to look any which way. But when we feel into this, you are going to find more clarity on what it is you want to do in this life by knowing yourself better. 
And knowing where to dive into knowing yourself is part of Persephone's magic. She didn't want to go into the story she went into, right? She had absolutely no awareness of what was happening. She was taken. And much like she was taken, we don't go happily into our dark nights of the souls. We don't go happily into the transformation process. We don't go happily into the moments where we know we're going to disintegrate and fall apart and energetically have a death period. We're dragged into those moments, right? Often it's shocking experiences or unexpected things happen in our lives and suddenly everything's different. But inside of that everything's different moment, you find you. And inside of finding you, you find your purpose. This makes me think a lot about my own journey and my own Persephone moments years ago before this whole life I'm living now. You know, I had just started to wake up in 2012. My first moment of being like, aha, something's going on. I've mentioned previously is was when I first did MDMA and I realized that I did not have to be depressed. There was just like a click aha moment that my depression was not something I had to live in. It was like I suddenly knew the way out and I remembered that I had felt the way I felt on MDMA before in my life by listening to music or dancing or just being in certain frequencies and I knew that there was a way out of my depression and after that I read the book The Untethered Soul and everything started to click but it took me a long time and inside of that everything started to click moment my life started to fall apart and I was dragged into a dark night of the soul. Now most of you listening will resonate that I had many, many dark nights of the soul along the way. I just kept falling into them, right? Because that's the journey. That's what I had to experience. And like I said, many of you are gonna be like, yep, I've had 2,700. I'm real tired. But that moment of being dragged into that dark night of the soul, I was head over heels for a guy we broke up he was just one of those people it took me so long to get over and so I wanted to get away and I chose moving to BC I set everything up uh this was in 2013 I set everything up I had an apartment there I had the plane ticket booked I had the plane for my my dog he was going to be under the seat with me at the time I had a, a puppy schnauzer puppy named Marcus he was all set up to come with me I had a roommate set up with me she was coming with me from Ontario everything was set up my mom last minute goes well I'd like to take you to Miami for a goodbye trip like let's just do it up go together and have the trip of a lifetime so we go and I meet a guy (laughs) now I was moving to BC to get away from the possibility of ever seeing this person I had just broken up with again because I was like heart wrenched like losing this guy was it was a rough one right it was one of those moments like it took it took a lot out of me and I wanted to get away so I set up this move to BC and then I went to Miami and I met a guy (laughs) and I thought this guy 
was my way out. See, I was always seeking a knight in shining armor to save me and get me out of my situation, my situationship. <laughs> and this dark night of the soul, I decided to drop my plans in BC, literally not go and live in the apartment that I had basically said yes to, not a cool move on my part. Uh, the girl that I was going to be living with went on her own. I put my dog at my mom's best friend was going to bring him down to me in Miami. And I decided I'm going to move to Miami. I'm just going to move with this guy to Miami. And I had all these ideals, very Neptunian, didn't see clearly moment, got there and everything was awful. It was just awful, right? Within three weeks, I was heading home. From there, spiraled, I'm 23 years old, going home, the laptop got wrecked flying there. I lost all my money, basically, that I had saved up. Go home, life just like unravels, falls apart. My puppy, my five-month-old dog died. Like, I lost everything, ended up having to live with my oma and opa, lost my best friend in this period. Our friendship, just not that she passed, but our friendship ended at this period with a very, very intense and awful ending. It was just literally one thing after another, okay? And I ended up in a moment of literally sitting there being like, everything is falling apart. And this was one of my biggest dark nights of the soul. And I sat with it after... You know, I had slowly started to awaken and spiritually connect in and all the things I was slowly learning. And I just started to be guided, even though everything was truly awful, truly awful. And I remember this was one of the first moments I started reading tarot very loosely. I still not a, like, I don't ever come to me for a reading with tarot. That's not my, my wheelhouse. But I remember I just started, you know, diving into the cards. I had bought this book called the holistic tarot. It was amazing. Um, and I kept pulling the tower card over and over and over. And at the time I was like, Oh no, <laughs> like I am in the tower moment now. I mean, I love the tower card. It always brings great change though deep discomfort. And I, I'm, I meet that change now, but I was in the maiden moment. I had to learn all of these things and every single thing inside of that dark night of the soul led me to the next part of my journey. It led me to showing up, leading, led me to my path, led me to do what I'm doing right now. I wouldn't be here speaking to you without all those moments inside of that dark night of the soul. And that's what Persephone does for us. She is this energy of like where you're going to have that dark night, where you're going to fall. And I don't even mean fall in the negative way, but you're going to have to fall. All the ego is going to have to fall. All the things you thought were true are going to have to fall in order for you to reclaim your power or even see where you've given your power away. And her energy is going to show you how you can lead, how you can become the queen of your own underworld. Because what did Persephone find inside of her journey? She found that she was the queen of the underworld. 
that she was a leader. She wasn't a maiden. She wasn't a scared little girl anymore. She wasn't naive anymore. She made conscious choices. And one of them was to be the queen of the underworld. And so with this, it's about asking yourself where you have been playing naive, where you have been avoiding looking at your shadow, where you have been avoiding looking at your, your truths and what is true around you. And these little areas where you might attempt to coddle yourself or maybe people around you, could be your mother, could be other energies, attempt to make the world more safe for you so that your growth feels a little bit stunted, if that makes sense. And within that, you are being invited to truly expand past that into the next level of you. And what that next level is going to be, I don't know. But you are invited to look at, you know, what, is, what did your series show you? What did your witch wound show you? What did Lilith show you? Okay, what did your ancestral karma show you so far around the purpose you have in this life or what you're really honing in on, on what's important to you and what you want to create here on earth? And then looking at that, where have you been playing, you know, the maiden? Where have you not been looking at the shit you need to look at, those deep, dirty shadows? And how is that holding you back from achieving everything you want to achieve in this life? And when you look at that, doesn't it make you want to like roll your eyes at yourself? <laughs> Just say, oh, like, it's, it's always us in our own way. Every time I ask myself a question, it's always, I'm the problem. Like I am my own problem, right? I am my own discipline problem. I am my own focus problem. I am my own worst enemy when it comes to the things I'm working through. Cause we're all working through heavy shit all the time. It's always us. No one else is the problem. Everyone else may present a problem or mirror a problem, but it's really you standing in your way. So what are those little areas where you have been naive or you have not known yourself? And then let's take it even further and even more gritty into the areas of you have been avoiding yourself. Because next week we're going to talk about intuition, but when you avoid yourself, you are avoiding your higher self. And I've seen so many posts, you know, of people saying like, you don't need to be your higher self. You just need to be your favorite self. And I always roll my eyes because your favorite self is your higher self. Like I think people are trying to say your higher self is this um, unobtainable thing, which is such bullshit. Your higher self is the version of you that you and see inside of your mind. And she shines for you. She shows up exactly how, you know, you on the highest frequency would love to be. Your higher self is your favorite self. It's not perfect. It's not 
Like when I say higher self, I'm not referring to your soul's pure essence that is um, pure, good energy, like love, all those things. No, you're still human. You're still in a human body. But when I say your higher self, I mean the self that is moral, the self that shows up the way you need her to, the self that you know, it's going to get you where you want to go. So she has certain habits. She has certain routines. She has certain lifestyle, um, lifestyle habits. She does things a certain way. She dresses a certain way. She shows up a certain way. And the reason she's your higher self is because you're attain, you attain to be like her, right? But you're not there yet. And that's okay. Right. Persephone wasn't in the, the moment of, being the queen of the underworld yet. I think in the actual mythology, don't quote me on this, but her name is Kor before she becomes Persephone and Kor is more the maiden and Persephone is the queen. Again, don't quote me on that. I got to go down that rabbit hole, but there is this, this frequency with Persephone that the, she's split, right? One version of her is naive maiden. The other is awakened goddess underworld queen. So if you were to split yourself, right, you would have the maiden on one side and all of her naivety. And then on the other side, you would have the queen and she is the leader, the leader of you, the leader of your life and how you're going to have to look at some nitty gritty shit in order to achieve your purpose. So over these weeks, we've asked, what is your purpose? Okay. Again, reminder, you might not be clear on that yet. That's okay. But figuring out your purpose is your purpose right now, if that is the case. And then adding to that, are you in the maiden or the queen phase? The queen phase, she's going to lead. She's going to step up. This is you being like, what do I got to do to achieve what I want to do? Who do I need to be in order to get what I want to get? She is, she's Beyonce. Okay. Like not a big Beyonce person, but she's Beyonce. The maiden is still afraid, right? The maiden is unaware. The maiden doesn't even know what she needs to do in order to achieve her dreams. She's completely unaware. She's completely lost. Like she might be blissfully unaware. And if you, I doubt you're, I doubt anyone listening to this is blissfully unaware of what they want or that they might want something, even if they're unclear of what that is. But if you are, that's cool. The maiden is unaware of what she needs and how, how she needs to get there. There might be this like middle piece where you're aware of not wanting to be in the maiden phase, but you're not in the queen phase yet. And so like, you're kind of like in the middle. That's cool. Be there, right? But figure out how you can step into your own leadership role in order to achieve your dreams. How are you going to get there? right? Who is going to be the highest version of you that can achieve that? What are your lifestyle habits? What are your values? How are you showing up every single day when you fall down and you know, you have a shitty day or you get sick or all these things? Do you honor that rest and then get back up? And this isn't about hustle. You guys know if you follow me, if you listen to my stuff, if you've been with me, I'm not about hustle. I don't, I don't hustle. <laughs> I mean, I guess like I kind of, cause I love to create what I'm creating, but I don't hustle. This isn't about hustle. This is about flow. And so your higher self needs you to show up for yourself 
and your Persephone might be where you get in your own way. Okay, she might be that little place where you get in your own way. My Persephone in Leo 10th or 11th house, okay, she can be a little bit lazy. Mm -hmm. She can be a little bit egotistical. She used to believe that everything should be handed to her. Okay, she used to believe that everything would just, just arrive in my hands. I used to have those beliefs. And so I used to not work as hard as I should have because I really thought everything would be handed to me. Okay, so just showing you that your Persephone may be somewhere that you are not ready or no, let me change that. Somewhere you have not been willing or ready to look into the shadow in order to really achieve that queen status. And that's okay, but we're having this conversation because now it's time. So will you look, right? And inside of its karmic, I'm going to teach you exactly how to understand Persephone's energy. Because as I mentioned with every signature we've talked about, this is only one layer, one layer of her. There is a multitude of facets to Persephone, to Ceres, to Lilith, to your ancestral karma, to the witch wound. And I'm going to show you how to locate those, how to understand those, how to see them have conversations with other energies inside of the chart through aspects. You're going to understand how she shows up in all the houses, right? And you're going to be able to carry that into your life in order to really step into your purpose, clear out the bullshit, clear out the baggage, and then read that in other people's chart, whether you want to bring this into your work, whether you want to, you know, if you're like me, you want to literally make this version of astrology, the one that is changing the world, whatever it is you're called to bring it into psychology, bring it, whatever it is, counseling, all these things. If you want to do that, you're going to hop into its karmic and join me for this study because guess what? I have the most amazing announcement. It's karmic stores are officially open today, November 2nd, right now the doors are open and you have one week to say yes to this experience. One week to get that yes inside your bones. You've got the early bird pricing happening right now. If you are ready to study astrology with me and truly get that practical knowledge of how to study the stars and how they relate to your karma and all the shit holding you back. So this is really for that person who is ready to liberate themselves. This is for the soul who is so fucking tired of playing by society's rules, wants to break out of that matrix and start living on their own terms. That's why I did it, guys. This is why I created this. So I could create a life where I didn't have to live inside of the societal norms. So I could live my passion, study astrology every day, create content because I freaking love it and teach you guys. And you're going to find your version of that to break out of that energetic matrix. And if you're tired of the judgment, of the expectations, of the fear, of that witch wound, you're going to step into this portal with me. I know it. I can already feel you guys are coming in. I can already feel the people who are meant to join me. I feel you. I feel you. You're probably listening right now. So if you know you're meant to do something big and you want to use astrology, past lives, embodiment to do it, this is for you. 
And if you love astrology, you know, books, podcasts, all these things. If you're with me on this podcast every week, if you're on my page, if you're on Instagram, if you're in my, you know, in my email list, getting all this stuff and you, you love what I'm pumping out. I want to teach you how to understand these signatures, how to read them, how to read the cosmos, how to look at events, people, places, all these things and step into your next level with astrology. Freaking magical. All right. So if you're done living in those destructive cycles and you're done staying in the same damn place, just like I was, then go run, don't walk. There's one week to join me inside of It's Karmic for the next 11 weeks. I cannot wait to see who says yes, is that you. We are gonna have the most amazing 11 week journey together inside of the It's Karmic Past Life Astrology Certification. I'm sending you so, so much love. We will connect soon. And don't forget to join me next week as we talk about Hecate in our final wrap up conversation on this series.